Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's evening news on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. I need to do something that I've only done once on this program ever. In the eight years that I've been on air, I have only one time ever gone back and replayed myself something I've said in the past. Uh, a, a, a prophet of doom, no less. Uh, but I, I, I need to do this tonight for the big story that everybody is talking about because it's really not a big story. Um, and yet everybody is, is playing it nationally. It has, has lit up the series of tubes known as the Internet. It's been all over CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and it's really not a story. Um, and and I, I just this is this is the way the media is being played. And so I need to go back and play something that I said only Tuesday night. So two nights ago, I said this. These stories are being dribbled out over time as a partisan effort. The media is willfully reporting these, dutifully reporting these, I should say. And it's all designed for the 2020 election in Georgia. That's what this is. It is a PR effort organized by Democrats using the media that is already against this law to help further their cause. Members of the media are just being used as pawns, some in some cases willfully and knowingly, to dribble out these stories. I'm, listen, I've done this for a living. I was a campaign operative for a number of years. I can see that one of these are coordinated when every four to five days you have a new story that comes out that allows the media to take a new angle on the story to keep the story going. That is a professional operation at play here. That's what's happening. And you should understand that what is the story today? That Netflix is doing nothing. And that's not what the media is telling you. What the media is telling you is what the PR outfit knows the media will tell you, is that Netflix is saying that if the law goes into effect, Netflix may consider doing something possibly, but makes no guarantee or promise, which is the status quo. Nothing's changing. And you wouldn't know that from the way the, the stories are being reported out there in the press, nationally or anywhere else. But that's it. That's what you need to know. This is a PR effort. It has all the makings of a PR effort. It is designed to allow these stories. I guarantee you in three or four days, we'll have Disney come out and say something very similar, that if this law goes into effect, we may reconsider what we're doing in Georgia, and they're not actually going to do something. And then four or five days later, you'll have another Hollywood studio come out, maybe AMC come out, say, if this law goes into effect, we'll reconsider. And then a few more, and this story will keep going and keep going and keep going, and essentially what every story will be about is that nothing is actually happening, nothing is going to happen, it's just a democratic effort to scare people to make them think that you got to vote for democrats in 2020 and every four or five days we're going to have a new studio come out and say the same thing something may happen if something else happens possibly maybe but maybe not and the media will report it as if it's a big deal when all it is is the status quo that was me from two nights ago guess what i was wrong it took Disney two days, not three days to come out and say oh well you know we we may we may have to do something else too Disney's not going to do this. Y'all, Disney is so over leveraged now with its its mergers. Do you know there would be a shareholder revol revolt if Netflix and Disney pulled out of Georgia? They're not going to have problems getting actors to come to Georgia to film. Do you know why they didn't have problems getting actors to go to Croatia to film? They didn't have problems getting actors to go to Northern Ireland to film. They didn't have problems getting actors to go to Bolivia to film. 
they don't have problems building a park in Saudi Arabia. I, I mentioned um, Bolivia, Croatia, uh, Northern Ireland, because those three uh, regions of the world absolutely prohibit abortion at all costs. There are no abortions allowed in those states, not even in the first six weeks. And Disney didn't have a problem going there. Its actors and actresses didn't have a problem going there. Same with, you know, Warner Media, HBO. Uh, they filmed Game of Thrones in Croatia, Northern Ireland. You got Sophie Turner coming out saying, I can't go to these places and film because of abortion. She filmed Game of Thrones in Croatia, which absolutely prohibits, in all cases, abortion, no exceptions. This, here's what's going on here, and this is what you need to understand. This is an effort, the drip, drip, drip story. We're going to have more come out, too. We're going to have more actors and actresses as well come out. There are PR firms, uh, SDK Knickerbocker, others out there that do liberal advocacy group uh, packages like this where they go out and they find sympathetic members in the media to ask these questions. They find sympathetic companies to come out and release statements, and they're not actually committing to anything. Bob Iger didn't commit to withdrawing from Georgia any more than Netflix committed to withdrawing from Georgia, but they say it in such a way that it sounds like they, they are going to. And the media trumpets it, and the media gives you the statement that, Bob Iger say, well, we may not be able to find any workers. We'll probably have to reconsider it. And all of the the framing of the story is that this is going to happen. The expectation in the story is that this is going to happen. And that's all by design. It's all to get you to freak out. It's all to get uh, suburban voters in Georgia to give the Democrats control of the state legislature. Now, none of this is going to change, and here's the dirty little secret as well. Uh, these companies also understand intuitively that the law is going to be thrown out by the Supreme Court. So they can say this to placate progressives without actually having to do it. Uh, that's another thing you need to understand. All of these people universally believe that this law is going to be overturned by the Supreme Court. So they can come out and say these things and know they're never going to be called to account on it because the law is not going to go into effect. And so they can say, oh, well, you know, the law didn't go into effect. We're not going to leave Georgia. They can do that, and they will. There's another angle here as well, and it is the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, uh, that by saber-rattling on this law, they can scare the Georgia legislature into not enacting that law. But again, I called this on Tuesday. I told you Disney was going to do this. I should have said Warner at the time, other studios, I said. Of course, it is so easily predictable. It's so easily predictable that this is going to happen. It is a coordinated campaign. I used to do these sorts of campaigns when I was in politics. Find people, stage a story, get a lot of media attention. Several days later, get someone else to do the same thing. And the story rolls out and it makes you think, oh, there really is momentum here. When really every single one of these studios is saying the same thing. We're not leaving Georgia. But they're saying it in such a way to get progressive activists off their back. And they're saying it in such a way as to help their progressive friends by making it sound like they're going to do something that they have no intention of doing. And in fact, if you read the carefully worded statement, are in fact saying they're not going to do anything. But you wouldn't really know that from the media coverage. The media coverage is in full panic mode. Oh my gosh, progressive Hollywood studios, they're going to ditch these conservative states. You know what? The pro-life movement in this country, at least 50% of the country identifies itself as pro-life. Do you really want to piss off half the country? No, you don't want to. And if they actually did this, it would, so they're not going to. But they don't think the law is going to be upheld by the Supreme Court, so they can say this stuff knowing there will be no consequence for their statements. Now, so it, I know we're going to keep hearing these stories, and there are going to be more studios and more actors and more actresses who come out, and they're all going to be given massive amounts of media attention for each of these. Um, it, it's, it's going to happen because the media is sympathetic to the progressive narrative on the story. 
They don't care that half the country is not down with the agenda. In fact, you've got the um, the Democratic National Committee put out a tweet earlier today that said incessant attacks on women's access to reproductive health have no place in this country. So if you're pro-lifer, according to the Democrats today, you have no place in this country because they view that as an attack on women's access to reproductive health. They're, they're playing to the culture war. And as, as long as we all understand what's going on here, it's fine. But there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to freak out. There's no reason to think that Disney and Netflix and Warner. And by the way, one of the reasons Disney and Netflix had to come out and say something is because their initial statements were they had no plans on changing their business in Georgia. And that made all the progressives mad. So they got to do something. It's, it's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken today announced that they are going to explore new plant-based proteins to serve in their stores instead of fried chicken. They're not getting rid of fried chicken. They're going to add an alternative. Now, if they can find an alternative and they can make money with it, God bless them. But what's really going on here is that you have progressive groups who are agitating against uh, fast food restaurants for not being healthy. You have a, them targeting Kentucky Fried Chicken in particular because of the humane nature or lack thereof of, of how it handles chicken. And so they're coming out and saying, oh yeah, we're, we're going to do plant-based protein. Now stop attacking us. And they're doing it. The leftist is now turning away from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Listen, if they can make money selling fried tofu at, at uh, KFC, go for it. God bless them. There's a reason Chick-fil-A is the number two fast food restaurant in the country and KFC is not. But God bless them for trying. But all of these things these days are to placate the left. And here's the ultimate thing you need to understand about all this stuff. Is that what are they actually doing? They're not doing anything. They're virtue signaling. And as long as we're all in on the joke that they're just signaling to the left that wink, wink, nod, nod, we're with you, even though they're not, and progressives are okay with that, that's all that's happening. You can be frustrated with it. You could say, well, this is deeply frustrating. I want them to be with me. But what are they actually doing to your life? Nothing. Nothing is changing. The status quo remains. They're doing business here. KFC is still selling fried chicken. They just got to get these people off their back and go on with their lives. And that's what they're doing. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Now, I want to do something for the next little while on this program. Uh, having dealt with the news of the day with, with Georgia, I have finished reading the Mueller report. And I bet most of you haven't. And I, I, if, if any of you have at all. And, and I want to spend a little while because, you know, we had several people who called yesterday who brought up the Christopher Steele dossier. And, and I know if you listen to a lot of conservative talk radio, read conservative sites, uh, the Christopher Steele dossier is a grievance uh, that the whole Russia investigation was predicated on uh, the Christopher Steele dossier. And it's that's not so, but I, it plays a very, very important role in the Mueller investigation. And I don't think we should gloss over the fact that the Christopher Steele dossier played an important role in the Mueller investigation. And I want to spend some time on that. Um, when we come back, I want to do that right now, though. I, I got to tell you, I sat down after the show last night. I was a little bit just kind of winding down for the night. And I got on uh, my Apple TV, which I love. And they had a recommended movie I have not seen. I still haven't seen it. And I intend to see this. I had no idea this movie was out. 
Did you guys know, you know who Sam Elliott is. I mean, Sam Elliott is awesome. Sam Elliott is like the voice of, of God if God were in a country western series. This movie is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. That's right. That is right, my friends. Sam Elliott plays an assassin who assassinated Adolf Hitler and they covered it up to make it look like a suicide. And in the mid 80s, late in life, he's got to go kill Bigfoot. (laughs) This is why this, my friends, is why Hollywood is not bailing on Georgia. If Sam freaking Elliott is willing to be paid enough money to be in a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot, you can pay actors and actresses a pile of money to come to Georgia. They may come in disguise so their progressive friends won't actually see them, but they will come to Georgia. They're not going to leave the state. My goodness gracious. Just, just, wow. I haven't seen the movie yet. People tell me it's terrible. It apparently was in the theater for like a week and went to DVD, but I'm I'm totally going to watch it. Uh, now, let's go to the phones. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Pam in Gwinnett County calling. Welcome. Pam. Hi my there. My question is, if, is uh, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. My question is, and it kind of falls into what you were talking about. I was getting on Facebook was it yesterday, the day before, and all of a sudden, I have been bombarded with Democratic fundraisers, surveys, um, oh, and a Planned uh, uh, plan Parent donation, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I've never gone out and looked at Democratic stuff, so it's like they're trying to push all this to try to get, yeah, you know. So he, here's what's happening, Pam. Um, Democratic stuff. Yes, Democrats in Georgia and outside interest groups are spending money on social media, particularly Facebook, because it has such a robust platform to be able to target people. And they're targeting female voters in suburban counties. So if you're a woman in Georgia and you live in Cobb County, Gwinnett County, uh, Cherokee County, although less so Fulton County, DeKalb County, Henry County. These are areas where the Democrats are targeting to have a big impact to take over the state legislature. So you are going to see many more of these political ads on social media in those counties if you're a woman because they're convinced from the data that you can be persuaded. When we come back, let's talk about the Christopher Steele dossier. It's me, Eric Erickson, here on Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Real quick, I just got an email pointing out um, that Atlanta is getting its first major league rugby team, Rugby ATL. It's going to be their major, major team inaugural 2020 season this January. Uh, interesting. Uh, only team within a six-state region. Huh. Very cool. I got a lot of friends who are big fans of rugby. Um, also, on this boycott business, you know what's not boycotting Georgia? Major League Baseball. And this is a pretty big indication that Hollywood studios aren't boycotting either. Uh, Major League Baseball going to bring the All-Star game to Georgia in, what, 2021? Um, they're, they're not boycotting. If Major League Baseball is not boycotting, 
the Hollywood studios are not going to be boycotting. So just just keep that in perspective here with all the stories you hear about all these companies pulling out of Georgia and whatnot. They're 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 not. Uh, they don't even think the law is going to be held constitutional so they can virtue signal to the left, knowing they'll never have to actually deal with the consequences of it. I want to move on now to the Christopher Steele dossier. I, it, here's, the, here's the thing that, that always amazes me, and it shouldn't, and I know, and this is going to sound belittling to some of you, and I don't mean it to be, but I am always amazed at the number of self-declared experts who they've heard someone say something and they take it as, as gospel truth. It, it's kind of one of my frustrations on this House Bill uh, 41 stuff, the fetal heartbeat bill, is you got a bunch of Democrats who say, for example, that this legislation is going to cause women who have miscarriages to be investigated for abortions, uh, when that's simply not true. Jen Jordan, uh, the uh, George's abortion Barbie, circulated an op-ed through the state saying basically that women could be investigated and arrested for abortion, and and oh, by, by putting in an exclusion for women um, in the abortion provider statute saying that if a woman reasonably believes she has a medical emergency where there can be no prosecution well that means it's an affirmative defense and that means women therefore can be considered their own abortion provider Woohoo! she didn't actually cite any statutes or case law because she can't because the statutes and case law aren't on their side and and that's kind of like what i hear a lot of conservatives do on the christopher Steele dossier they don't actually cite anything they just say it and you're expected to take their word for it and i i'm i've been doing this long enough now that I try never to get you to take my word for it. I try to actually cite the sources for you. And I want to cite some sources on the Christopher Steele dossier. And here is my premise that I want you to understand going into it. I think the Christopher Steele dossier poisoned everybody. There are so many Republicans who hide behind it as the excuse for the investigation into Russia. And there are so many Democrats who hide behind it as proof that the president coordinated with Russia. The fact is, so much about the Christopher Steele dossier is wrong. And if you read the Mueller report, they don't explicitly say it, but it seems pretty clear that the dossier was as much the Russians feeding counterintelligence information into the United States as it was Democrats gathering opposition research. They, basically, the Russians knew what the Democrats were up to and gladly helped them by giving them a bunch of fake information on Trump that they could spread around. Let's look at the Democrats first. The Democrats, based on the Christopher Steele dossier, uh, firmly believe, for example, that Michael Cohen went to Prague. In fact, um, reporters at McClatchy have clung to the fiction that Michael Cohen traveled to Prague. They've never retracted their story about Michael Cohen going to Prague to meet with Russian operatives. And in fact, let me read you this from volume two, page 139 of the, of the Mueller report. In early May 2017, Cohen received requests from Congress to provide testimony and documents in connection with congressional investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 election. At that time, Cohen understood Congress's interest in him to be focused on the allegations on the Steele reporting concerning a meeting Cohen allegedly had with Russian officials in Prague during the campaign. Cohen had never traveled to Prague and was not concerned about those allegations, which he believed were provably false. And in fact, they were, according to the uh, according to the Mueller investigation. But the Democrats hung their hat on it. Take or, or look at Carter Page. The Democrats are 
convinced, in fact, we had someone call in this program, convinced that Carter Page was a conduit by which the Trump campaign coordinated with the Russians. Let me read you the Mueller report, volume one, page 95. The investigation did not establish that Page coordinated with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere with the 2016 presidential election. In fact, no associate of the Trump campaign inside or outside the campaign coordinated with the Russians to sway the election. All you got to do is read the Mueller report. But the Democrats hung their hat on this mythology that the the Steele report was true. And in fact, one of the things the Steele report did allow the Democrats to do was to presume the worst about the president. Every calculation they made about President Trump was based on the Steele dossier being true, therefore concluding the president was the worst human being ever and needed to be kept out of office and once in office needed to be kicked out of office because they believed the Steele dossier, much of it not only not true, but an effort by the Russians to taint American politics. But what about the Republicans? So what about the, what if the Steele dossier poisoned the Republicans? Well, right now, in fact, some of you, I, I bet you're itching to call in because you've heard other talk radio show hosts screaming about the Christopher Steele dossier, and you're convinced you and they are experts on it when so much of it is wrong, and it's being used by Republicans as a smokescreen, claiming that the whole reason for the Russia investigation was the dossier. That is not true. If you read the Mueller investigation, here, here's for those of you who are at least willing to keep an open mind on this The Obama administration had both signal intelligence and human intelligence that the Russians were trying to disrupt the American election. They did not have, and this is important, they did not have intelligence that the Russians were out to get Hillary Clinton. What they had was intelligence that the Russians wanted to essentially cause Americans to fight with each other in such a way that they would have to ignore the Russians and what the Russians were doing in Ukraine and elsewhere. That's exactly what they got, by the way. The Russians were successful in what they did. Now, what a lot of Republicans who are fans and defenders of the president will do, including a lot of the talking heads who go on TV, is what they'll say is that the human intelligence aspect came from the Steele dossier. That's the human intelligence. But that's not actually true. The Steele dossier came later. The human intelligence was from classified sources, not the Steele dossier. You don't have to believe me again. Read the Mueller investigation. It was the signal intelligence and the human intelligence that tipped them off that the Russians were trying to influence the election. Where does the Steele dossier come in? This is the thing that should bother Republicans. The dossier on footnote in in the first footnote on page 27 of volume one confirms that there was and I, 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 I there's only so so much delicacy that I can put here the p-tape that the p-tape is real the dossier the, the footnote confirms it on page 27 of volume one but there's a caveat here let me read you this footnote James Comey's briefing including the, included the Steele reporting's unverified allegation that the Russians had compromising tapes of the president involving conduct when he was a private citizen during a 2013 trip to Moscow for the Miss Universe pageant. During the 2016 presidential campaign, a similar claim may have reached candidate Trump. On October 30th, 2016, Michael Cohen received a text from uh, 
Russian businessman Grigory Rizal. Rizzle, I can't even pronounce his last name, that said, stopped flow of tapes from Russia. <laughs> there should be a no pun intended in there. Stopped flow of tapes from Russia. Cohen told, or Cohen was told, just so you know, the guy added. Uh, the, the Russians said tapes referred to compromising tapes of Trump rumored to be held by persons associated with the Russian real estate conglomerate Crocus Group, which had helped host the 2013 Miss Universe pageant in Russia. Cohen said he spoke to Trump about the issue after receiving the texts. The Russians said he was told the tapes were actually fake, but he did not communicate that to Cohen. So in other words, the Trump team thinks the Russians have tapes of Trump being indiscreet. The tapes have actually been doctored, manufactured by the Russian propaganda house that wanted to influence the American election. They were fake. So yes, the tapes exist, but they're fake tapes. If you read the Trump, if you read this, they were in the dossier, this Christopher Steele dossier, but the Mueller team again and again and again points out that all the stuff in the Steele dossier is fake. But the dossier does play a central, integral role in what came after with the Mueller investigation and with James Comey. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. It is Eric Erickson here at Lance's Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Talking about the Christopher Steele dossier and how it actually came into impact uh, the Mueller investigation. And it's actually very straightforward how this came into uh, existence. So if you're just tuning in, I have read the Mueller report now. It is clear that the Steele dossier had nothing to do with the original investigation into Russian interference with the election. What the Steele dossier did to Democrats was to confirm for them the president is some sort of nefarious creature who worked with the Russians, even though that's not true. And the Mueller report debunks all that, that the the allegations in the Steele dossier were were made up, uh, completely unverifiable and false, and that the president and his team had nothing to do with the uh, Russians interfering in the election. What the Steele dossier did, though, was it caused the president of the United States once elected to overreact and do something that fundamentally changed his presidency. Welcome, it is Eric Erickson here, Atlanta's Evening News on WSB, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let us talk about the Christopher Steele dossier that everyone seems to be an expert on, though few people have actually read. Uh, I have read the Mueller report, and I am absolutely fundamentally convinced the Christopher Steele dossier is poison to the American political system on both sides. It has negatively impacted both sides 
On the Democratic side, it allowed Democrats to develop a mythology that Donald Trump was working in coordination with the Russians to steal the election. Uh, Republicans, on the Republican side, it has allowed them to avoid the implications of the Mueller report uh, that the Russians actually did disrupt the American election. Um, Let me put this in proper context for you. The American government began to receive signal and human intelligence that the Russians were deciding to interfere in the American election. Contrary to what Democrats have said, because they believe the Steele dossier, the Russians were not looking to get Donald Trump elected. That's become the prevailing media narrative. But if you read the Mueller report, you come away with something else. The Russians were not trying to get Donald Trump elected. They presumed, like everyone else, that Hillary Clinton was going to get elected. What they wanted to do, though, was deeply hurt her. And the way to hurt her was to help her opponent to build him up so at least he would get close. That's why uh, the Russians did a lot of things on social media and elsewhere to start rumors about Hillary Clinton, uh, the hacking of the emails, the release of emails through, through WikiLeaks, etc., It had nothing to do with helping Donald Trump and everything to do with hurting Hillary Clinton, but not to cause Hillary Clinton to lose the election. They just wanted it close. The Russians figured that if they had it close, uh, Americans would be so busy fighting with each other. The Russians would have free reign in Europe. The Americans would be distracted. The Russians would be able to go into Crimea and, and do everything else they've been able to do because they were successful. Where does the Christopher Steele dossier come into that? Well, the dossier, again, was not the impetus for an investigation into how Russia was interfering with the election. What the dossier appears to be, though, was just a part of the Russian counterintelligence. Uh, The Russians essentially used Christopher Steele. They knew he was preparing an opposition research packet for the Clintons. Um, I do think that we can extrapolate from the Mueller report. Uh, This isn't clearly stated, but I think it's an extrapolation you can make that uh, Democrats got wind of the Russian interference. Uh, It was leaked and whispered about among Democrats in government. Uh, Based on that information, it ultimately got to the Clinton campaign and to outside groups, and they started digging around. And, of course, they found Christopher Steele out there with lots of information. So where does the Christopher Steele dossier really come into play? Well, it doesn't come into play on the Democratic side so much comes into play on the Republican side in a way that few people actually want to discuss. But I think the Mueller report spells it out pretty clearly. Let me read you a couple of paragraphs. This is from volume two, beginning on page 22 of the Mueller report. On December 29, 2016, the Obama administration announced that in response to Russian cyber operations aimed at the U.S. election, it was imposing sanctions and other measures on several Russian individuals and entities. When first asked about the sanctions, President-elect Trump said, I think we ought to get on with our lives. He then put out a statement that said, it's time for our country to move on to bigger and better things, but indicated he would meet with intelligence community leaders the following week for a briefing on Russian interference. The briefing occurred on January 6, 2017. Following the briefing, the intelligence community released the public version of its assessment which concluded with high confidence that Russia had interfered in the election through a a variety of means with the goal of harming Clinton's electability. The assessment further concluded with high confidence that Putin and the Russian government had developed a clear preference for Trump. Several days later, BuzzFeed published unverified allegations compiled by former British intelligence officer Christopher Steele during the campaign about candidate Trump's Russia connections under the headline, These Reports Allege Trump Had Deep Ties to Russia. 
In a press conference the next day, the president-elect called the release an absolute disgrace and said, I have no dealings with Russia. I have no deals that could happen in Russia because we've stayed away. So I have no deals. I have no loans and I have no dealings. We could make deals in Russia very easily if we wanted to. I just don't want to because I think that would be a conflict. Several advisors recall that the president-elect viewed stories about his Russia connections, the Russian investigation, and the intelligence community assessment of Russian interference as a threat to the legitimacy of his electoral victory. Now, as a result of this, the president deeply got it in his head that the Steele dossier was what was doing him in. And the Steele dossier needed to be discredited. Well, the Mueller report thoroughly discredits the Steele dossier. But here's the big issue. James Comey was unwilling to publicly address the Steele dossier. Comey went to President-elect Trump to brief him on the Steele dossier and told him that it contained sensitive matters. This is page 27 of volume two of the Mueller report. The president-elect stated that he thought highly of James Comey, looked forward to working with him, and hoped that he planned to stay on as FBI director. Comey responded that he intended to continue serving in that role. Comey then briefed the president-elect on the sensitive material in the Steele reporting. Comey recalled that the president-elect seemed defensive as Comey, so Comey decided to assure him the FBI was not investigating him personally. Here's a footnote. Comey's briefing included the Steele reporting's unverified allegations that the Russians had compromising tapes of the president involving conduct when he was a private citizen. As I read to you in the first hour, a Russian businessman confirmed to Michael Cohen the Russians had compromising tapes of the president during that time, but it turns out those tapes were actually fake. Now, here's where we get into the ultimate uh, reason the Steele dossier is poison to the Republicans. What happened? Well, the president urged Comey to announce publicly that the president, um, that, that the Steele dossier was garbage and the president wasn't under investigation. This is from page 34 of the Mueller report. The president brought up the Steele reporting that Comey had raised in January and stated he was thinking about ordering the FBI to investigate the allegations to prove they were false. Comey responded that the president should think carefully about issuing such an order because it could create a narrative that the FBI was investigating him and that was not correct. You got that? The president wanted Comey to talk publicly about the Steele dossier and that the FBI was investigating the allegations of the Steele dossier. Comey told the president that he shouldn't do that because if the if they went public with this, then it would raise questions about why they were looking into the Steele dossier and had they investigated the veracity of the Steele dossier and the claims of the Steele dossier, which would give rise to a story that the president was under investigation. So Comey said it wouldn't be helpful. He advised the president against it. And this issue continued and continued to fester. And ultimately, because Comey would not come out publicly and say that the president wasn't under investigation and that the Steele dossier was garbage, the president fired James Comey. The president fired James Comey because of the Steele dossier. And the president firing James Comey caused um, Rosenstein, Rod Rosenstein, to appoint Robert Mueller as a special prosecutor. Had the president not let the Steele dossier fester, it would have been exposed within the FBI as a fraud. As the Mueller investigation shows, it was all garbage. 
but the president lacked the self-control to wait. He wanted a public statement. He thought his presidency was being threatened. He thought he was being undermined. He thought people were questioning the legitimacy of his win. And so he fired James Comey, and that led to the Mueller investigation. The Steele dossier is garbage. It's not true. It allowed the Democrats, though, to believe the absolute worst about the president and create a mythology that the Russians were working with Donald Trump. And they still to this day believe it, even though Mueller shows it's not true. Concurrently, the Steele dossier poisoned Republicans who became convinced that that's why the president was being looked at, and that's not true, and then caused the president to careen out of control into firing James Comey, which led to a special prosecutor being investigating the president. The phone number here is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Elizabeth Warren is out basically saying she wants to give away the country for free. I'm calling it the Wampum Act, uh, wrecking American economy by promising American Marxism. I just, It's just absolutely insane what she's doing. I want to get into that. Let me summarize very briefly. You can go to theresurgent.com if you want to reread why I think the Steele dossier is poison. Um, it is not the basis, contrary to claims on the right, for why the government was looking into Russia and its interference with the election. It was what allowed the Democrats to build a mythology that Trump was coordinating with the Russians, and that's not true. Mueller disproves that. It was also the reason that the president fired James Comey, which caused a special prosecutor investigation. The special prosecutor's investigation, though, has definitively shown that the president and his team did not coordinate with the Russians to steal the election, contrary to the claims of the Democrats, because of the Steele dossier. Deeply poisonous document on both sides. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the phones here. I want to go to Ryan calling from Dallas. Ryan, welcome to the program. How are you? It's Brian, but that's all right. Uh, no, sorry. Nope, no worries. Hey, it's an honor and a privilege to talk to you. Uh, I hope this comes out more intelligent than I. Talk to the person behind this. <laughs> um, so, the DNC said that they were hacked by the Russians. Mm-hmm. The FBI never got a hold of the servers to verify that fact because it was handed over to a third-party company doing the investigation. Does the Mueller report state that they got a hold of the server to verify that it was actually the Russians that hacked the DNC? Well, let's see here. Um, we have. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm searching based on the foot. Oh, that appears to be a redacted point. Um, uh-huh. You say, huh? That's very interesting. Some of it is actually redacted. Um, as to how they know, I, I'm, I'm actually word searching this right now um they trace it directly back to the gru 
which is the Russian intelligence service. Um, the Starting in April 2016, the GRU hacked in the computer networks of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and the Democratic National Committee. The GRU targeted hundreds of email accounts used by Clinton campaign officials, employees, advisors, and volunteers. In total, the GRU stole hundreds of thousands of documents from the compromised accounts and networks. Um, 12 GRU officers are charged with crimes arising from these hacking sessions and computers based on indictments. Now, here's the problem with this, uh, is that if you go searching into all of the documents, there are a lot of redactions as to how they know it was the GRU. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, there is this from the, this is volume one, page 35 through 37 of the Mueller report. Um, it does appear that it was the American government, uh, that was able to trace back in some, but not all cases, uh, that the GRU was actually involved in this, um, not based on, it doesn't appear. Wait, wait, nope. I take that back. Uh, malware was put on, um, that the malware was inspected by the federal government, uh, unit 26165, which implanted on the DCCC and DNC networks, uh, two types of customized malware, uh, the unit 26165 is the GRU, uh, agency. Um, they were known as X agent and X tunnel. Uh, it was a credit credentialed harvesting tool used exclusively by the Russian government. X agent was a multifunction hacking tool that allowed the GRU to log keystrokes, take screenshots and gather other documents. Um, how they know about this, the investigative techniques as to how they turned into this completely redacted, which means the U.S. intelligence agencies had to be involved with it because that is one of the only parameters by which this information is redacted. And in fact, uh, we see from the Mueller report, remember that when William Barr released it, he said he would provide why it was redacted. The entire section, you can see it for yourself, volume one, page 39, uh, shows that the investigative technique as to how they know this information is redacted, which totally means that the U.S. intelligence services were involved in finding out. So they had to have access to the equipment to be able to know this stuff. They did not rely on an outside agency. Um, they actually, the U.S. government itself did this. So that's the answer to the question. Good question, though, because there's long been speculation that the U.S. government never actually got their hands on the DNC. They were uh, circulating a lot across, uh, frankly, conservative talk radio that the DNC wouldn't allow the government to have access. Turns out that the government did have access to the equipment, contrary to what so many people said. I want to say something, and, and please don't take it as a, a tooting my own horn sort of thing. But one of my deep, deep frustrations on our side, on the conservative side, if you're listening, I, I am a conservative. I, I was an elected Republican. But one of my deep frustrations in all of this is that uh, we're doing very much when it comes to the Mueller stuff, like the Democrats are doing with House Bill 481. Uh, Democrats, when it comes to House Bill 481, the fetal heartbeat legislation, they're making really wild claims and they're not citing anything. They cite no case law. They cite no statutes. They cite no rules of statutory interpretation that are well settled. Uh, they don't do this. They just make wild claims. Under, under the fetal heartbeat legislation in Georgia, women could be prosecuted. No, actually, there is actually statutes in Georgia that clearly prohibit women from being prosecuted for an abortion or even investigated for having a miscarriage. There's a related case law. None of that changes. But the Democrats are making stuff up, and, and they know you're not going to do— uh, the research yourself. 
And all I've done on the, the HB 481 stuff is tell you, here's the statute. You can go read it yourself. Here's the case law. You can go read it yourself. And one of my frustrations with conservative talk radio and, and talking heads on TV is that we're doing the same with the Mueller stuff. People are making wild claims about it, wild claims about the Steele dossier, and they're doing it from a position of, I'm, I, I have super secret sources. I'm not going to tell you about it. It's like the early church days in Gnosticism where the Gnostics came out and said, oh, we know the real secrets to Jesus Christ. Join our, join our cause and we'll let you know. So what they're doing is is they can't cite you anything in the Mueller report. They can't cite you any of the external documents. They're just telling you stuff, and you're supposed to believe them, and they trust that you're going to believe them because they've established trust with you over a period of time. And I just think that I need to be able to tell you I have read the report. Here is the report. You don't have to believe me. You can see it on page 39 for yourself. You can see it on page 57 of volume two for yourself. So you don't have to take my word for it. I'm not telling you something talking out of my rear end. I'm actually telling you something I've read in the report. I've seen the footnotes. I see where they get the information. Uh, Ultimately, there is such a thing as truth. And we, I think, need to be responsible and bound to the truth, even if it goes against us. And one of the things I think that goes against conservatives right now is we built up this grievance that the Democrats used the Christopher Steele dossier to go after Trump. Yes, the Democrats in Congress did. That's true. And the Mueller investigation thoroughly debunks it. So all these conservatives you hear now on TV and whatnot who are screaming about the Steele dossier and Mueller was illegitimate because of the Steele dossier, Mueller debunks the Steele dossier, thoroughly discredits the Steele dossier. And you don't have to believe me, as I've done for two hours tonight, I've read you the citations and the paragraphs within the Mueller investigation report itself to show you the Steele dossier was thoroughly debunked. Mueller did not have, that wasn't the basis for the investigation into Russia. That's all I can do. And if you disagree with me, you're actually just disagreeing with these reports. You're disagreeing with the findings. You're disagreeing with the investigation and, and you're relying on third parties who you don't know. And and I'm just, I'm not going to operate that way. And I hope you won't either. Um, there are real facts out there and there is real truth. And we don't need to believe the spin, particularly when in fact, ultimately Mueller has thoroughly discredited the Steele dossier. Alrighty, it has been a fun-filled, exciting day, and I didn't even get to Elizabeth Warren and her Great American Giveaway, which I guess we're going to have to tomorrow, depending on the news headlines, get to. Uh, she went on TV today and basically said she wants to make everything free and make abortion on demand and have the government pay for it. And of course, the the, the viewers of the sea of the View just see you clapped along with it. 